Good news, everybody. You're Pexin with the Legends. We are your hosts from the Gamer.com editing team. I'm Eric, and I am uh, not just a Loba main. I'm a Loba maniac. Ooh. Oh, snap. <laughs> no, I'm Andrew, and I'm, I'm getting sick of these no regs, all right? I want my shots to count in-game. Somebody save me. Preach. Um, well, you're going to have some competition. I'm Whitney. I go by Lumbago. And uh, this Bay right here already has seven wins with Loba this season. <laughs> so are you, re- are you a Loba main or are you really a Loba main? <laughs> uh, I can't believe I'm getting called out like this at the very wow. top of the show. There's so much <laughs> drama already. <laughs> uh, it is week week two of season five. And we just received uh, the first chapter, the first mission in the seasonal quest. So we're going to be diving deep into that today, diving deep into the lore that surrounds it. Uh, but first, we have to talk about the no rag. Apex uh, Respawn has tweeted that they are aware, finally. I'm sure they've been aware, but they finally have acknowledged the ghost bullets, that it that it's an issue that they're trying to fix. I've heard some rumors about what caused it. I want to talk to you guys about uh, what you've heard and how it's making you feel. How's it, <laughs> how's it making you feel, Andrew? I'm not, I'm not feeling so good. It makes me Tell feel us sad. About your- Tell us about your meltdown. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> kind of takes integrity out of a lot of the fights when half of an entire magazine doesn't register, even though you hear all the pings, yeah. you see the shots land, and then everything, all your hopes, your dreams evaporate into the wind. <laughs> right. um, perhaps there's a there's a lower reason behind it the the broken <laughs> broken ghost the, bro- the bro- broken ghost the broken ghost bullets <laughs> exactly what the, exactly what are the first stories i wrote about the gamer uh for the gamer was about whether there were ghosts in apex legends because people were like finding all kinds of glitches Mm -hmm. that were happening so maybe they're back maybe it has just been like one of those sort of lower undertones this entire time Mm -hmm. spooky uh so winnie i don't know if you saw this but one of the rumors about the the issue because it's something that's been part of apex but this season it's it's uh i would almost call it like ghost bullet gate it's gotten so bad. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the rumors is that when they updated the anti-cheat for season five, that this is some kind of interaction with the new anti-cheat system. Mm. I don't know if you heard anything like that. I um, have not, but it makes sense for sure. I mean, you know, it was definitely like a sudden change, and they were getting a lot of complaints about cheaters. So you can imagine that they have somebody on the back end. There are probably a bunch of people who are, like, working on this, and they're probably one of the ways that they would track is to just sort of see the impact and speed of bullets. Um, and if they get that algorithm wrong at all, then they're all of a sudden just discounting a bunch of, like, actual relevant shots. Probably why people like me don't seem to get as much no-rag because we're not landing as many of our shots anyway. <laughs> I think I think the the explanation is that um, anti cheat that used to be on the client side moved to the server side, and that's what's affecting. Because the reason we get no regs is because what your client, what your computer is doing, is not matching what is happening on the server, right? Mm-hmm. So, so your bullets are technically missing according to them, but what you see is your bullets hitting. So, mm-hmm. so the server is on under an additional load, perhaps because of that anti cheat, which is causing this mismatch. Um, exactly. So communication I, breakdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I am a person that misses a lot of shots anyway. So uh, I've been riding so high on season five so far that um, I've been just sort of letting it roll off my shoulders, <laughs> you know. And every time I get a no reg, I just go, "That that was a shot I missed. I just missed that one." <laughs> <laughs> but but I know my personality, and I know that at a certain point, I'm going to get a really bad beat. Like, I'm going to lose a game I totally should have won. I'm going to blast somebody in the head with a Sentinel, and it's not going to register, and I'm going to uninstall the game out of rage. I know, <laughs> yeah, I know and I'm going to break. Right now, I'm just like, nah, no regs. It's a video game. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lose it if this doesn't get fixed. I know it's, gonna, it's really going to get to me soon. You know, I... It, it, Go ahead, Whitney. Oh, I was just going to say, I had a game at the end of the last season. I mean, we would assume this this update came with the new season. But I was up close to somebody who was rezzing a teammate. So there were literally two people in front of me, and they were still rezzing. And I was with a wingman, and I shot like seven shots. 
and none of them hit. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this is an issue that was made. They were still maybe working on at the end of that season or what. It was like one of the last games that I played, um, or if I'm just terrible. It's one or the other. <laughs> For me, it's a it's in part a feature because <laughs> now I have unlimited excuse potential, and it's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> if I'm not streaming, then I can always be like, oh yeah, I was gonna win that, but. No regs, am I right? So, like, yeah, yeah. I won it, but it, you know, oh, it's I not hit my that fault. guy. <laughs> I hit that guy. You should have seen it. You just have uh, to trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's bad. We've been dealing with it for just over one week now, um, and you know, hopefully it gets fixed soon because I'm gonna die if it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> not die, rather, or kill. <laughs> yeah. Nobody will be doing anything. Although, although I will. I will also be the first to admit that I have gotten no regs on my body where I heard the shot and took no mm. damage. And I was just like, <laughs> that one's for me this time. Yeah. You just have to thank the all daddy and then move on for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All daddy. Please don't start all using father, all I'm daddy. No, well, I like all daddy. That's hilarious. I thought we banned all daddy. Uh, yeah, that's, that was a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to our audience. <laughs> um, yeah, but it ahead. is fascinating, and it's crazy how much it really impacts the game. I mean, when you have a game that one of the fundamental... I mean, it's called a first-person shooter, yeah. right? So, like, let's just have a disconnect between first-person and the actual shooting aspect. And that's a pretty big problem. And I know that these folks are working, and they're all working from home, too, which is crazy right now. And they can't just, like, go in um, the same way they might be able to if they were all in one central area uh, working together to just sure. collaborate on what the issue is. Um, and But it, it sucks, too, because, like, people are also spending more time on the Internet and gaming. So this right. is also the time that you really don't want to lose those folks. So For sure, yeah. And for us plebs, you know, it's a frustration. But for the professionals, I can only imagine that it just completely ruins the game. You know, what's the point of, of trying to pay, play competitively if it's not fair? Yeah, yeah, but you do got to be grateful that they're working on that anti-cheat system because, you know, the cheaters were the other side of this problem, you know? Yeah. They're brutal, especially in these ranked games. Like, I I saw, like, it was so funny to me because two people on my timeline posted uh, clips and we figured out that they were just consecutively, like, one person followed by another person who are playing ranked games and just got down by this cheater who was like G7 scouts like through buildings and stuff, you know? Right. It was yeah. very, very crazy. Yeah, at this point, I'd almost rather take the no race than the cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the price we have to pay. Right, yeah. <laughs> and hey, then think... in a way, like in the competitive scene too, it's like everybody has to deal with it. So even though it's lame because you won't be able to predict things and as well, you know, at the very least, everybody's dealing with the, yeah. the no reg issues so it's there's still like some sort of community you know unification there and then it's like well we, we're all dealing with it so yeah some teams will have bad luck in particularly important moments but yeah it's not the not the most unbalanced issue of all time where it's yeah. only affecting some people right yeah that's true we're all missing shots you know <laughs> yeah um it turns out you miss 100% of the shots you do take. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me. All right, so on to the main course for this week, unless you guys had anything else to bring up before we, we get into the hunt. Bring it. All right, so um, well, let's kind of go in order. So we have talked about it uh, at some length in previous episodes, but this season, the big hook the big reason to come back every day is to uh, play the weekly uh, hunts. And this is part of a season-long campaign, uh, the season-long quest called The Broken Ghost. And it follows the story of uh, Loba arriving to join the, the Apex Games and uh, secretly recruiting the Legends to help her on a, a covert mission to recover something and that's what we're going to sort of get into today so uh when the season started last week we got a prologue and i guess uh before we get into sort of what the prologue was i'm kind of interested to know what you guys think about the format because it is a it is written uh it's sort of short story um but it's also in game so i already have 
one major issue that I want to bring up. Yeah. You have to look for five treasure packs every week, uh, and then you can only get one a day Mm -hmm. in order to unlock those quests. And I do not want to be required to play this game five days a week. (laughs) (laughs) I love Apex. I enjoy playing it. I probably will play five days a week. But over the holidays, I traveled for like 10 days, and it just wasn't feasible for me to do that. Sure. And it's real bummer to just be like, well, now I'm like two weeks behind on like this fun lore event um, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I don't sit at home all the time. Or if I have like, you know, once this, this virus, you know, gets out of our way, I don't know how you resolve it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Take a I can go virus. out, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm traveling for the weekend, like all that kind of stuff. And I know that you sort of have that mechanic in every game with a level up mechanic. But if it's a sort of thing that's kind of designed to keep the casuals engaged and interested, mm-hmm. which was like sort of my initial feeling, um, then it sort of is a disservice to ask for so much from them. And I'm not sure if you can catch up with the treasure chest because maybe that would make me feel a little bit better. Um, but that's a lot. You're asking people five days a week, every different day, to log in and play at least 30 minutes to an hour. You can catch like, up. You just have to spend uh, 25 yeah. for the, the coin. Yeah, it's actually fairly cheap. It's it's not a ton. Um, so, so, yeah, there's that, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, you but can... I don't want to spend any money on my free games. So. <laughs> you can Well, then you got to earn it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cancel all your vacations. Apex is your life now. Yeah, that's a trade-off. Um, <laughs> yes. So in the event that you missed every single pack, you could catch up for about 11 bucks USD mm-hmm. if, you, if you didn't get a single one. The other thing is that there, there's 45 packs, which is 45 days of play. There's almost twice as – no, there's more than twice as many days in this season. So you could skip the next month and a half, come back, and still have time to get all those treasure packs. You have to do the five days a week if you want to play each mission as it comes on every Tuesday, if you want to play it that day. But you're not going to miss out on anything if you if you just get it done in the season. And the season's like 100 days or something, right? And usually there's some bonus days in, in yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Or they, just, they, they tend to just keep getting longer, too. So, yeah, so you got I, I options. Saying that, like, if you're time getting it like the Battle Pass... Which is like what they're doing, and I can imagine that like you understand why that works, right? You complete those challenges, or you can just play. I just feel like you know maybe the money is supposed to be the other mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. But like let's say I want to open it on that day. So let's say I'm like a huge, huge lore person, but my mom gets sick and I have to go visit her for two weeks, you know, or whatever. Um, but like you know, just the idea that like, well, now I've kind of missed out on this fun thing. Do you even want to bother catching up? You know, is it even worth it? I mean, when we can get to the mission itself. It's definitely was a little on the shorter side. And mm-hmm. I definitely expected something a little bit more, a little bit bigger. Like I kind of expected um, maybe something more akin to like maybe a, a strike in Destiny. If you've mm-hmm. ever heard of this mm-hmm. game, Destiny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, and, and I think it is a version of that. And we're getting, like, these little lore pieces and clues. But I think there's definitely more about, like, the storytelling and, like, the sort of, like, back and forth. Like, you can spend more time on the cards reading it feasibly than you could in the actual game itself. So I'll yeah. be interested to see if that's something that continues. Yeah, so that's that's actually where I wanted to start. Before we actually get into the mission itself and our thoughts on that, what do you guys think about the way that they're presenting the lore this season? Andrew? Uh I personally, I I super enjoy, this is an opinion, but I really enjoy the text specifically because of one little thing, and it's that there's often a narrator, third voice, mixed in with the all the quotes. Uh, and I believe in the prologue, it was fairly obfuscated, like you didn't really mm-hmm. know, right? And this yeah. one we did know. We right. can get into it in a bit here. But uh, spoiler alert, it's Mirage who's talking. <laughs> and, like you, you can hear his thoughts. It, it almost reminds me a little bit of like a mystery novel. It's very, you know, introspective and things like that. There's there's a cool pacing to to the that aspect of the storytelling. So I enjoy it. It's uh, it's a little old fashioned and it's not. It's kind of bare bones, but I think so far it's held my attention pretty well. Whenever I start that dialogue section up and and read mm. through it, I think the characters are all very engaging and have their own personalities that come through that dialogue that happens. Yeah, I, I, I would say I think it's unique, too, that they wrote uh, what is essentially akin to like a playable visual novel. Right. 
into a game. I mean, sort of, right? I mean, it's just something I haven't seen before. It's just I mean, read- well, it's, it's readable. Well, the quest part is playable. So <laughs> Your eyes quest, play read, the text. Quest, read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see, how, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's a format I haven't seen explored before, so I got to give kudos to that. Specific, I mean, here, here's how I've seen it explored before, like just in very, very long games that like that's the sort of point of it, right? Mm. Um, but never is like a sort of augment to a game that already exists, right? So I sure. think that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I enjoy it too. I appreciate, um, the effort as low effort as it sort of is to, uh, to build out the lore and to tell some more stories in this battle royale, because it's, it's obviously it's really hard to tell a story in a battle royale game where every round is sort of just stuck in time, repeating the same action over and over. Um, (laughs) How do you move a story forward where every game is essentially the exact same things happening, right? Um, I think that it is a little too far removed from the game itself. You have to, one, you have to dig for it to find it. You have to like open up the season tab, then go to quests, then click on the right box to even get to that, that story content. Um, and then the way it's presented is fine. There's some sound effects. It go, it's just a few lines of page. It's easy to consume. But boy, if you are not already interested in the lore, you're never a player who doesn't want it is not going to find it or read it. Right. So I think that they had this mentality and I hear this a lot from game developers. That's like, it's there if you want it, you know, like you open the lore tab of doom eternal and it's like, Oh, if you want to know the background of all this, it's there for you. But but in situations like this where it's so far removed from the game itself, like there's not even pictures in that thing. <laughs> yeah, true. It's, it's, you click through like seven menus to get to it, and then <laughs> there's some yeah. text. And <laughs> I would imagine too, it's kind of weird if you're not interested at all. Like that, there's still treasure packs popping up literally everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like I guess like that's kind of it too. I mean, I just feel like it, there's a world where you might just want to turn that off, you know. Um, yeah, I think but I, what, yeah. if it had been voice acted, that would have went a long way. Oh my gosh, yeah, I would have really loved that. I actually was, that was when I was reading it, that was one of my first thoughts. But I also understand it's a lot, and it's really hard to ask all those sure. people to get in there to do it. Of course, yeah, yeah. But but for, like, future content, like, if it was in, like, a motion comic format, you know, I think that would have been a lot more attractive. I'm really glad that it's in-game. I'm glad it's not on a website, like... Overwatch will always do this. They'll yeah. put out these short stories, and and you can't even find them. You have to be like on the Overwatch Twitter to even know they they put out a comic. So I'm really glad that it's in the game client, but I still think it, it's buried. It's way too buried, and it's way too bare bones, like like Andrew said. But yeah. uh, as far as the content itself, as far as the story goes, I'm intrigued. I think yeah. uh, I think it's pretty cool. Like uh, Andrew mentioned, uh, this the prologue starts out with a narrator, and they. The narrator is saying voice lines of all the legends, so you don't know who the narrator is. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, basically, all of the legends are hanging out at a bar together that Mirage apparently owns. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's serving them drinks, and they're they're chilling out after a game. And Loba shows up, introduces herself, and um, sort of blackmails the legends into helping her retrieve some artifacts hidden around King's Canyon. Um, that's mm-hmm. essentially what the prologue covers. What do, what do you guys think of it? What what did you think of the story? Mm, I I think it's yeah I I think it's very interesting. Like if I was to criticize something between the format and the story, I'd criticize more of the format, like kind of what we were doing, because I think the story itself is good. And because when the when the trailer first released, it was like, oh snap, Loba's back. She's going to get revenge on her parents and Revenant's bad. And now I'm over here like, I don't know if I like either of them. Yeah. I don't know. Who <laughs> is, Mirage, is Mirage the only protagonist in here? Is if I don't even know if he's a protagonist. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how the characters are going to interact with each other. I don't know if this is going to end up in a Forge-style perma-death of some character, which I think would be awesome, but I doubt we'll see because, you know, it, it'd be sad to lose a... <laughs> A character we've already They'll played. They'll put their grave marker right next to Forge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They won't get rid of a gun. They're not going to get rid of a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's not going to happen. But still, Wait, I, I'm really Wait, which legend curious. would you want to go? Hmm. Ooh. 
<laughs> kill Mirage. Yeah. yeah oh my kill God. I'm tired of his, his joking. <laughs> <laughs> and just one of the other Mirages would come back, right? Yeah. <laughs> Black twist. Spoiler um, alert. I, I really like enjoy what they're they're doing here, what they're trying to sort of do. Um, I mean, it's a story. These are excellent writers. And I learned mm. about response writers like really in sort of multiple ways, like the way that they were able to do storytelling in a battle royale anyway, like through like the sort of augments they were doing, these amazing, amazing visuals they put out, the um, cinema. Uh, Cinemographics, is that the word? Is that a word I made up? Whatever. Um, cinematics, <laughs> like yes. Um, you know, the anime style. Uh, there clearly is like a lot of talent in the storytelling there. And as a writer, mm -hmm. we can all appreciate that piece of it very, very specifically. Um, but uh, Titanfall 2 also really showed me like how creative they can be um, in that realm and sort of like the fact that a lot of this lore also ties back to what was happening there. If you look really deep deeper than i know how to look but no uh, anyway <laughs> um but regardless of all that i'm so glad that they're experimenting and i'm hoping that maybe you know and we can talk about the actual like event itself in just a moment here but i i thought it was a little on the short side but i'm hoping i, I would say two things number one if they're going to keep it this format i wish they could make it a game in and of itself i, I think i mentioned like speed running it see how fast you could do it have a leaderboard for that just something like that that's kind of fun to keep you like wanting to come back to it mm. or um piece two uh if that's a teaser then maybe the next one is longer or the next one um plays out a certain way or like maybe uh there's a way to go back and play and like do it a different way in the future or something like that um, those are the kind of things that I'd like to see because for now as a one-off, I wasn't, I mean, not that you really had to do a lot to earn it. You just look for treasure packs. Maybe this is me asking for a lot of a free game, <laughs> but mm. a piece of me was like, I wish this were like more of like an actual campaign. I, I wish this were like a level, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, let, let's get finish. more into that. So the, the prologue ends with Loba, uh, convincing, uh, the legends to help her look for something she does not... Uh, tell them what it is or what what it does. But um, after that, if you've collected your five treasure packs, then uh, as of yesterday, Tuesday, uh, you can play the the, the first of nine uh, story missions. Uh, the a dropship will drop off your squad right outside of artillery, and then your squad needs to fight your way into artillery, into the center center building, drop a artifact recovery drill or something. Um, defend that area from uh, the ra Ravagers? What are they called? The, the prowlers. Prow the Prowlers? Overlap on the name of the gun. Yeah, confusing. <laughs> uh, defend it from, from Prowlers that are attacking you, and then escape with the artifact uh, via dropship. Um, and that's it. It's about five minutes, I think. I mean, I went back and soloed it, and I think I did it in less time than it took the three of us to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah the, like five minutes if you drink it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which which uh, you should on your first run because it's incredibly atmospheric. Um, it's exactly. gorgeous. It's well done, yeah. What did you think, Andrew? Yeah, so to me, uh, the very beginning was the strongest because you don't know what to expect. You get dropped off. It's King's Canyon at night, and you're sort of shoot into the tunnel that's outside of artillery, which I think is a really cool area. And I'm a huge fan of what I, I guess I'll just call limited palettes, whether that be color, in this case, weaponry. So you start with a, with a P20 and a Mozambique. That's one thing they did really well is they limited what you had access to. So it sort of highlights certain like weapons. And I thought it was cool to use those weapons in the confines of that tunnel, especially when it comes to the hyper aggressive prowler creatures that try and close distance really fast you kind of have this pressure to kill them quickly with these kind of weak weapons and then mm -hmm. you know you kind of go up a little further you unlock a little bit more like the hammer points and then you can get a 99 and a mastiff later towards the end but there's a steep drop off when you get out of the tunnel because then you realize oh we're just an artillery you just do this one thing and then you get out and so if they were going to make it as short as they did kind of like whitney was saying i would prefer they they personalized the experience a little more so that it was a bit more unique than just like we'll throw some prowlers in here a couple of weapons they can only use in these sections and then uh just instantly end it when they get to the drop ship i wouldn't i think a little bit would have gone a long way when it comes to just adding a couple of extra 
but overall, yeah, the, the atmosphere was the strongest part. It was just moody, atmospheric. You didn't know what to expect. And I really hope they don't kind of copy paste the same format seven or however mean they are. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I think that the only reason I'm like complaining about the length of it, or I'm like complaining. Uh, it's again, like my, in my imaginary world, someone at respawn listens to this and is like, Hey, this person had a really good idea. Um, <laughs> that's why I we're making this show. Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. We're just spend every like episode, just like, here's our feedback. And they just <laughs> listen to us. Um, and they make a game specifically for me. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> um, but the, um, but, uh, I just kind of wanted to go on longer. You're right that they did an amazing job setting up that atmosphere. And, like, I can imagine, I don't know, like, the sort of uh, cliche where, like, the cave starts to tumble in or something. And then, like, now there's rocks and you have to speed and run to get out of the area. But you're still battling enemies in order to do it or something. Mm -hmm. um, and that just seems like... I mean, again, it's a lot of dev work. I'm not going to pretend that it's not, but this is my this is my dream game that we're making now. So sure. Apex Legends characters in a sort of that style of game, and it just goes on for like hours at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I think that by the end of the season, once we have them all, the conversation will change from um, how good the content was to how the content was presented. Because I think I, I feel pretty confident that once we can play them all and maybe we'll get together and play through all nine back to back, I think that's going to be like a very cool single player mission or, a, you know, co-op co mission. Yeah. But as a bite size week to week, uh, it definitely is a bit wanting. Um, there are some secrets to find in there. I don't know how, ma how many times you guys have played through it, uh, but there are some gold weapons scattered around that you can pick up um Ooh, cool there's even a flyer that you can take down that has a kraber in it and the kraber has like 40 rounds or something crazy <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> so um when that was discovered there's a lot of speculation on reddit about how getting stronger guns increases the difficulty as if like when you pick up the, the gold 301 suddenly there's like more dogs and they hit harder or something uh mm -hmm. that's totally not true it, i mean i played it enough that i feel pretty confident that that is not true but <laughs> i think that speaks to sort of what is missing here because um it's it's not just short it's essentially without challenge <laughs> Yeah. Um it's a it's almost a cinematic experience more than anything else. I watched somebody with Wraith run it with no armor, no guns. <laughs> and just walk in circles and avoid the dogs and then get out. Like it's uh there's That's really cool. nothing to it, you know? Yeah. And I know I that we went in like a strike force. We're like, so fan out and like, I'll cover <laughs> yeah. you. And it's like, that is so unnecessary. It's Yeah, it, it's that was more time. for like the experience and trying to appreciate it rather than like practicality. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. I don't yeah. think there's there's ever a point where we were like, we're in danger. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? no, no, not it's at all. It's kind of like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> but, but the music does tell that story. I mean, they want you, the, like, they they want it to feel intense. They want it to feel exciting. But the challenge isn't there to reflect that, mm -hmm. at least not yeah. in chapter one. Agreed. And it's and to you, like, you know, to your point, it's not even just a matter of like, well, let's just make the prowlers stronger. There's just that like little umph. Like it's that like, what's that challenge? Like if you're doing that on like a series of platforms or something, then it's like, OK, now the anxiety builds and you have like a real like whatever it is, you know? Right. Well, uh, even even when you're defending the zone in, inside of artillery. When they're coming at you, it's like one this way, one down the stairs, one in front, mm -hmm. one down the stairs, you know? Yeah. And sometimes uh, they'll even be completely still in the distance. And you'll just kind of shoot it twice and it'll die. Yeah, like, right. is that yeah. bad? <laughs> and they're all revenant charged, which is a nice story beat. But then that just makes them all one hit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even easier. Even easier. Well, and I think that like the other like thing too is like, it's a really cool illustration to show that, like, they could do that or they can do that. So if you ever, like, played, like, a demo of a game and you only get that, like, five or ten minutes, um, I've always had a dream that they would do some, like, RPG version of this game. <laughs> so um, I do like this idea that, like, oh, is this leading up? Like, are they... Because, you know, they run a lot of tests in this, right? Like in Apex and in games in general, but I think Apex specifically, that's why it has certain events is to test different ideas, right? Um, 
So could it be testing the idea of something bigger in the long term? Are they trying to do something more like, you know, Destiny-like? Because, again, at the end of the day, you can keep evolving a Battle Royale, um, but do you need to add some extra element to it uh, in order to keep it for its longevity or to keep the casual player base that's just not going to... They might burn out on the Battle Royale format after a while. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. A lot of questions. Or maybe it's just me, again, just, like, wanting to see the hybrid baby of Apex and Destiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, as Andrew mentioned, this is uh, King's Canyon at night. Um, and I think it's important to note this is something that came out of the prologue we didn't talk about yet. But King's Canyon at night, uh, in all capitals, is not just nighttime in King's Canyon. King's Canyon at night is another dimension. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Right. So if you if you remember back to the Halloween event, and if you read the prologue, you understand this, but uh, if you can remember back to the Halloween event and the, the trailer that set it up, uh, there's a Wraith portal, uh, regular-looking Wraith portal. Pathfinder goes through it, and he finds himself in this Halloween Town version of King's Canyon, which is King's Canyon at night. This was before Revenant was a playable character but revenant was sort of the villain of that event and it was like twisted demon versions of all the apex heroes and essentially it was like the upside down right it was a it was a alternate reality uh king's canyon in the prologue uh loba explains that the artifact she needs is not in our king's canyon it's in this other king's canyon the one that pathfinder experienced uh during that halloween event so when we go to do these missions, we're actually transporting to an alternate dimension to do them, which uh, is pretty strange, right? Very. Yeah. Um, and in this world, Revenant is some malevolent mastermind that controls the dark games or something. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I'm fascinated by it because it's such a weird direction to go with something that you could easily just be like, oh, there's artifacts in King's Canyon and we're going to dig them up. It's like, no, but also it's the Phantom Zone. Yeah, there's <laughs> got to be some explanation for it, right? Like, do you think they're figuring this out on the fly? Like, all right, how do we write this in? <laughs> we said there was a dimension over there. <laughs> Wait, well, so there's that level in Titanfall 2 um, where, you know, you sort of phase and you can phase between present day and um like uh, the future i guess it's it's the past and the future yes. and in the past it's this like beautiful working hospital but in the future it's like all run down and like burnt and stuff one of the coolest so, like, levels of any game ever. It, like, it's incredible. the coolest thing i've ever seen yeah. and you have to like figure out how to solve puzzles because like like a i don't know like a pathway that worked in the the sort of past day doesn't work in the present days so and you have to like phase back and forth between them um so we do understand this is like a part of that reality and then again it's like is that like a version of that happening are we in the past are we in the future something like that um or is it just a completely different dimension which we also know uh, wraith is very capable of. there's many many different dimensions mm -hmm. and how do these intersect and why is it this one in particular oh my gosh i have so many questions so many questions <laughs> uh, yeah I, I did mention this, and this is not an episode of the podcast, but there was that lore piece that I saw, and I remember now that it was, like, after Forge was um, was killed, uh, I, I want to say, like, there was a press release that they, were, they said they were searching for the killer. And then that in the press release thing, it also had some little line that was just like, and if you hear a robot talking about how he saw the, the culprit on ha Halloween, don't listen to him. He's clearly crazy. But it actually right. is a callback to what was happening in the Halloween event and also just more evidence of what we're seeing here, that we're in this other one. So I love the way, just going back to the storytelling which we were talking about earlier, that they have been planning this for a long time. Either that or they're very, very good at covering their tails in the way that they <laughs> uh, justify things in the future. I'm not which sure which one it is yet. <laughs> uh, that's definitely like something we do as writers or we have to learn how to do. But I just think it's really cool that they're saying, like, let's not forget these little things that we talked about um, and let, let's see how we can tie them in. Uh, right. And I know those things were missing. I mean, I feel like the entire lore community that's dedicated to this stuff is still missing some things. Right. Um, well, well, we got a lot more uh, this week. <laughs> so um, at, once you complete each chapter uh, of the quest, you get a charm for your gun this week. It was a really cool little sapphire. Um, mm -hmm. I, I hope they're all different gems. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> um, 
You also get the artifact itself, which you can inspect and read. And this week it explains that this is one half of a whole. Uh, we don't know what the artifact is or what it does, but we know that there's two pieces of it that need to come together to do whatever it does. Uh, mm -hmm. And then finally, we got the next chapter, uh, just like the prologue that you could read. This one was uh, narrated uh, by, sorry, who was it? Mirage. Mirage. Mm -hmm. um, and in this chapter, um, Loba's not there. The gang is back together after running this mission. And uh, essentially, um, Bangalore is explaining how she doesn't trust Loba. She only went to protect the other legends, and she wants to get to the bottom of this and not be a pawn in, in Loba's game, right? So she explains that she overheard Loba talking about a meeting with a, a Hammond Robotics employee named... It was a familiar name. It was a name we've heard before. Oh, I can't remember, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And then uh, Octane Pi pipes in... That up. Octane pipes in that he actually has a date with this person. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is very silly and then uh bangalore basically twists his arm and and ensures that he's going to be a mole and he's going to try to get some information from her on this date about what loba's relationship with him and robotics is that's essentially where the next chapter yoko Yoko's. yoko at ham and robot so we've heard, we we know yoko right what Yoko Ono, oh, yeah. I'm now I'm, go <laughs> I'm googling on the podcast. What do we know? Well, so, so what I can tell you is that Hammond Robotics is a company that is responsible for putting the Harvester into uh, World's Edge mm -hmm. and absolutely destroying our map, which also still made it more fun, but still. Mm -hmm. um, and the, what was funny in the lead up to that is that there were all these Easter eggs that you could find and like all this sort of lore material about how like Ram Robotics is like, we are so committed to our, your health and safety. And like, just clearly it wasn't true. So we know that this is a very, very shady operation. Hammond Robotics was also one of the, um, was also the biggest sponsor of Forge, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> That's who we looked up to. So is Forge really dead or is that who we're trying to find? Oh my gosh, wouldn't it be hilarious if the next legend were Forge? <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. So let's speculate a bit. What do we think what do we think is next? what's chapter two look like? I think the I think the hunt is just gonna be Octane and you're gonna go on the date. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh yes. Yes. That would be the best and plot twist of all time. I would love respawn sim. for that. This is a totally unique mechanics. It's just like a coffee date, and you're just choosing dialogue so options. Good. That'd be so good. As uh, as a writer, we all know that the number one rule of writing is show don't tell. Right? <laughs> so, if they're setting up this date, and we don't actually see some piece of this in action, oh, I'm going to be very disappointed now that you put that idea into my. Uh, mind. I, I doubt we will. Don't get your hopes up. I but I will say this, okay? And I don't know why. Okay, but. To me, it's obvious. Yoko didn't just think Octane was some cool, attractive person. It's planned. Yoko's trying to, to manipulate Octane. Of course. Don't trust her, Octane. Just run with your metal legs away. Don't do it. That's what I have to say about it. Otherwise, Octane's going to come back with some bad news of some sort. Yeah. We think maybe he's trying to get her to throw the games or something? Uh, uh, she's trying to get him to throw the games or something? I, th I think it's safe to assume that it's all about these artifacts, these nine nine pieces we're trying to gather. And we know we, we know from chapter one that Loba doesn't have it. The the group does. The legends still have it. It was at the bar in Mirage's right. story, right? So mm -hmm. I, I would wager that uh, Yoko's trying to get to Octane, trying to get to the group to make sure that these artifacts they're retrieving don't go to Loba. That right, they, that they go to them, that they go okay. to, they go to Hammond. Right. Likely, um, what will happen is that Octane will just be fed some can, some information that will probably make us trust Loba less. Right. Something but I want him that. to find true love. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the end they'll end up together. <laughs> um, I guess one thing that I would say is that could that also maybe this is crazy has something to do with the Planet Harvester? Are they digging for artifacts that also exist in in World's Edge? Right. It's uh, interesting. It's literally Harvester. <laughs> it's, it's a good question because we know that we are locked to Kings Canyon, but only for the first two weeks. So next week we'll be able to play uh, World's Edge again. And this, this will be the first time Loba is available on that map. But it also, you know, we, we know Kings Canyon at night. Is there World's Edge at night? You know, is there something for us to do there? Um, 
One thing that I was expecting with the hunts that may still be coming is all of the, the hatches, right? There's like seven hatches besides the one that you can access spread out all over Kings Canyon. So my assumption was that every hunt you would go into that hatch, into that space, collect whatever artifact was in there. And then when you came back to play the regular game, that that hatch would now be open and, and accessible. That's not what happened with this first one. But uh, we may hopefully see something like that uh, where the map continues to evolve throughout the season as each story mission unlocks. That's definitely what I'm hoping for, because I think worst case scenario, like I briefly mentioned earlier, is that they just sort of snag another part of the map that exists, you know, rope off section and then have you do essentially the same thing over and over. That's worst case. Yeah. So I think what your theory would offer something very interesting because it'd be a new small unlockable area for the map and then it would increase the the general map size playable areas i think that would be awesome an awesome direction so i Uh, hope you're right with that in um the void walker video they did for like the wraith like um her sort of background story uh i do remember there's like a very distinctive scene where it's wraith and then also alternate reality wraith right um who you know she's she's in here she like wakes up and she's the one who's not familiar with what's going on um and she said something along the lines i'm 99 percent sure it's that video where she's like uh this place is way bigger than i thought and uh i use that to speculate that there would be um after we we were introduced to like the sort of sing labs in king's canyon that maybe there would be other areas of sing labs that we would find Mm. Um, so i'm also wondering toward what you're saying these hatches um are that sort of bigger area like more unexplored area that that maybe they connect um on the new map that we do see that that sing labs actually had like a back door that you could escape through i mean it didn't have it before but it does now right right um and so maybe even, I mean, it's two different realities, so it will be interesting to see that underground. One other thing I want to point out, too, is that if you look in the pit, do you remember what the pit was in the King's Canyon at night during that event? It looks so cool, but people would call it Revenant's Portal to Hell. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, during the Halloween event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see um, if that is viable at all, if there's some weird portal action happening over there as well. How would you guys feel if, as these hatches opened, um, you know, there's one on the corner of slums, there's one just south of artillery, um, they're, they're spread out around the map. How would you guys feel if, when, when you were down there, there was a portal that connected each underground hatch and you could teleport between them? <laughs> what, what would you I think, think of that? that? That's a cool idea. I'm into it. I don't know. That it's would... hard to say, I guess, until I'd be able to play it, but... It sounds cool. <laughs> sounds I like I want that. I'll, I'll pitch it. We'll get in the game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So this week's uh, story chapter uh, ends with the setting up this date between uh, Octane and Yoko. It does not set up the next hunt, um, but there was some dialogue in this first chat, like in the actual playable part of this first chapter where uh, Loba sort of like on comms directing your, t- your squad of where to go. So I, I would imagine then that when you jump into chapter two to play it, that there will be some quick setup. Loba will be like, okay, now we need to get the, this and that for whatever reason. Um, but as the season progresses, uh, it seems like maybe we're building towards a, who's, who's actually going to get all these artifacts. We're collecting them like the infinity stones, and then there's going to be some <laughs> kind of battle for them. Right. I think that's sort of the direction it seems to be going. And I think that's really cool. Man, I swear well, if Loba turns out to be Thanos, and <laughs> the infinity gauntlet we're collecting, I'm going to, I'm going to rage. It's another crossover, not Fortnite. <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> well, and we have to remember, just like, look at a few other clues. Um, you know, the quest is called The Broken Ghost. Mm-hmm. So there has something to do with something that was like a spirit or that could remain or whatever. Um, that uh, that we can't play as Loba or Revenant. Mm-hmm. So we've also seen the shadow creatures. So we're definitely hanging out in Revenant's lair. That's also fascinating, though, too, because as far as we knew, Revenant that we knew wasn't from another dimension, Right. Like, I mean, the Hammond Robotics version, this person whose um, mind they created and turned into a simulacrum, 
That's how right. you don't just say that word, right? Right. So interestingly, is there like another revenant, which we saw multiple other revenants when Loba destroyed King's Canyon, <laughs> all yeah. her fault, uh, in that video. Gosh, there's a lot to unpack here. We yeah. gotta figure out how these folks are gonna bring the story back together. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't want to go too far out in left field, but j- just a thought, you know, a a world that's always at night, filled with spooky monsters, where Revenant is a mastermind that controls everything. That sort of sounds like Loba's worst nightmare, like some mm-hmm. sort of machination of her of her psyche. I don't know. Inception. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know do you? Is this entire game directed by Christopher Nolan? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's so, everything is so weird that it could go anywhere. And that's what it's exciting to me right now about, about the story. It's like, as soon as they were like, oh, and by the way, this is like an alternate dark universe Halloween town. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to get crazy. Like this, (laughs) this could be anything. So that's sort of what's most exciting to me. Uh, The intrigue of like what the artifacts do and, you know, there are, it's a MacGuffin. I'm sure it's going to end up just being something Doom related. Like, <laughs> oh no, who's going to get the thingies? Like, that's not the most <laughs> interesting part. The most interesting part is how weird it's going to get uh, for me. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe it could have better. something to do with who the new legend is. It could mm-hmm. be a power up. I mean, probably not in game because they don't want to sort of make an unbalanced mechanic in the game. But it could like lead to like a new cool. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a cool, like, weapon skin customization or something. I don't know. Those are yeah. all kind of things that you could do. There's a, it, there is a tie-in with cosmetics in this. You get, like, cool little bonuses for doing the missions. Yeah. For me, the most important thing is that something has to come out of this. It can't... I really don't want them to tell this story, no matter how interesting it is or no matter how fun it ends up being, and then none of it mattered in the context yeah. of the game. I want all these artifacts to come together and now supply bins have this crazy gun that's made of the artifacts. You know, mm-hmm. I want the yeah. I want the artifacts to turn into a portal and the next legend comes out of it. Like I want yeah. there to be some <laughs> permanence that brings what's happening in these stories into the actual game. That's you hear that respawn? He's gonna write the, the next legend. <laughs> we're building like a C3POS character. Pathfinder's <laughs> yeah. about to have a friend. Yeah. Well, and I ignore all the data mines and I try not to like look at them and mm-hmm. any that I've looked at in the past, I don't really remember. So I have no idea how this ties up with who exists. I know that in the lore pieces, there's they've alluded to somebody named QT, I think. Um, I don't know if that's a potential legend. Cutie. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Cutie <Loba>. 3.14. <laughs> Cutie uh, pie? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What else do I know? I know that um, the uh, Forge really needs to make a comeback. <laughs> yeah. He's on, he needs to stay dead. That was very... Uh, I'm fangirling Ford. Gosh. <laughs> I'm first and I'm strong. My abilities allude to high melee damage. I was like, if... please, no. <laughs> I was so okay, happy okay, when he was okay. dead. <laughs> Forge comes back as a simulacrum and he is very, very, very hard to tear down because they have confirmed that Forge is dead, but then they said, or is he? Which makes me think that he is dead, but still in a sense alive, right? So what if he's the bad guy at the end of all of this and you just have to take down Forge? And it's a boss battle. Mm, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> back, I just hope he's highly altered in some different form. That's all I know. So, some something he comes back changed. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of questions. Uh, a lot of time left in the season. Uh, this is the first of nine story weeks. Uh, but I, I'm still having a ton of fun with the asterisk because the asterisk is the the hit reg is making me insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, honestly, I I personally would rather just have all nine of these to play and maybe give me some reason to replay them, like a leaderboard or like a speedrun thing, like you're saying, rather than you know these five minute things every week. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to. I mean, I I'm really am not going to have a good impression of them until I played them all. I think. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like if it's uh, not sort of like a game mechanic that I can sort of own and enjoy. I'll just wa- like you just watch a video, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't bother to pursue the missions, and you just watch the sort of supercut that somebody puts on Facebook or I'm sorry, on YouTube or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trinkets, though. The that trinket. sapphire. Gotta yeah, get the trinket. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, um, 
that was a lot of fun. Do you guys have anything else to add to uh, to this first hunt, our first little adventure? I just want to say that I think it's really cool they're taking risks. I think it's really cool they're trying something yeah. new, that's something you don't see everywhere. Um, and that this season has been freaking fun. I'm playing a lot, mm-hmm. um, probably more than um than my bother than the people that i work for would like but (laughs) (laughs) just like i promise i'll get you that oh i'm sorry it's gonna have to wait till tomorrow i have to put get some loba going tonight but (laughs) (laughs) um other than that i've been having really i I love all the changes to king king's canyon um learning how to deal with it i think that the um the uh i want to say the reactors it's not what they are but the things that power up your ult Mm. i think that's a cool new mechanic that they've had um I think that, you know, Loba's a really great character to play. She's fun. She's interesting. Um, I like her ult and stuff. Uh, not her ult, her, um, that she can, like, sort of go over distances. Yeah, I need to get better at learning how to use it, but um, just watch a video, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that they've done a great job. I'm interested to see what or if there are going to be changes to World's Edge. I imagine they've changed something. Probably not as drastically as King's Canyon, or else they'd probably already be teasing it if it's about to come back in a week. But we will see soon, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll see next week. So next week we'll be able to talk about Chapter 2 uh, of The Hunt and the new story content that comes along with that. And we'll finally get back to World's Edge, which I know a lot of people uh, are anticipating. Um, mm-hmm. Super popular map. So uh, until then, thanks for listening. Do you guys want to plug your shows? Find Finn, TTV. <laughs> Plug him at the same time, don't, please. Don't follow anybody else. Just me. <laughs> Unfollow the other two, please. I'm just kidding. What if I did that and I sent you a screenshot and you're like, oh my gosh, this woman is crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, uh, Lumbago, it's L-U-M-B-A-3-G-O because it's like bay, but then like bay with an E was taken. <laughs> like before anyone else. Okay, you know what I mean. Yep. Um, but that's on Twitch and then also on Facebook Gaming for the Gamer. Yep, seven days a week. Seven days a week on Facebook Gaming. We are all streaming often Apex, sometimes other things like Warzone. Uh, I do VR stuff, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So thanks for listening to the show, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.